This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. It's been said that imitation is the greatest form of flattery. And we see a lot of this in our families, right? Families, especially with small children. What mom and dad do, sooner or later, right? The little boy or the little girl's gotta do, right? If mom or dad are making cookies, it's not long before there's a little one standing on a chair trying to help out, right? Imitating mom and dad, because I love mom and dad. Mom or dad are in the bathroom fixing their hair. Well, guess what? You know, the little boy, the little girl shows up and they need to have their hair done as well. Or, or maybe mom or dad are out in the backyard swinging a golf club, just getting in some swings in and it doesn't take long, right? Until the little one shows up with a golf club of their own. And I know, I know from you that there are a whole lot of little mini yous in your house, right? They are imitating you. It's the greatest form of flattery. They do that because they love you. Hey, well, as Christians, those of us who are Christians, we're Christ followers. We love God and we want to do and be like him. We want to imitate him. Today, we're continuing, as Pastor Ben said, our, our path to victory, right? And, and there's these parts that make up the ingredients of the Christian church. We find that in Scripture. And you know, not only are they the ingredients of the Christian church, but they are the practices and disciplines of our Lord and Savior Jesus when he was here on the face of the earth. Right, And so you see the icons up there. We've got gathering for worship. We have the groups that we talked about for the last couple of weeks. Uh, we've got Grow that Pastor Ben will talk about next week about growing in our personal relationship with God. Uh, at the far end there, you've got Go, and that's where we're gonna share the gospel. And that one with the heart in the hand, that's all about generosity. Okay, and, and understand, when Jesus came and walked on the face of the earth, Jesus went to worship, all right? He gathered for worship. We want to imitate him as Christ followers. Jesus had a group of disciples that he met with frequently. We want to do that too, grow together with one another. You know, Jesus spent time alone with God in prayer, growing, all right? Jesus came to seek and save the lost. That's the main reason why he came, to seek and save the lost. And Jesus, Jesus gave and we want to be like Jesus, right? We want to be like Jesus in all things. We love him. There's no one better. There's no one greater than our God. The foundational passage for this whole series, Path to Victory, is found in uh, Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. And I'm just going to pick out a, a couple of those passages today as we focus in on generosity. It says, all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Okay? They were generous. Uh, there were needs to be met. And, and so they would go off and sell their property so they could meet other people's needs. They were generous. Jesus is generous. And we want to imitate that generosity 
in all aspects of our lives. Okay. Now, if, if you're here today in person or online and, and you're not a Christian, or if you're new to Christianity, I just want you to know that in, in a little bit, we're going to have a time to receive offering. But I don't want you to participate. You don't need to, you are not obligated. There is no expectation whatsoever for you to be a part of that. Okay? But what I would ask for you to do is as I go through this message from God's word, that you consider how your life would be different if you actually began to imitate and follow Jesus in his generosity. So let's dive into scripture, uh, a book of the Bible. It's called 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 to 9. The guy who wrote this came to faith later in life and was a, a world missionary, literally traveled the world, and, and then this is what he writes for us today. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor and their righteousness endures forever. So the, the first part of, of having a generous life is the principle of sowing and reaping. Again, this is what God had Paul write. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Okay. Principle of sowing and reaping. Now, for those of you in person here, and maybe for some of you online, you kind of know the ministry center and the setup, and that right back here outside is a soybean field. Okay. Now, I'm not sure exactly how big it is, but I'm just going to say it's two acres, just so we have a point of reference, right? Okay. So it's two acres of a soybean field. And this is what I know from Google. Okay. Google tells me that it takes a 50-pound bag of soybean seed to plant one acre, okay? And so the farmer who comes and plants needs two bags of those to plant that field back there. And, and Google tells me that in each of those bags, 50-pound bags, that there's actually 140,000 seeds in that, okay? Now, every spring when the farmer comes and plants that field, he uses up all that seed, right? He doesn't try to skip a corner. He goes as far as he can because he knows the principle of sowing and reaping. Okay, he doesn't go to the field and go, boy, you know what, I'm just going to plant like a half bag. And then when, uh, you know, fall comes, harvest comes, I'll get all this stuff. No, he knows it doesn't work that way. It's the principle of, of sowing and reaping. Now, 
This principle of sowing and reaping, it goes across all aspects of our lives, okay? And, and for the most part, this is like a, a human thing. It's universally true for the most part, right? In, in the human world, in, in our way. So for example, you guys know this from just watching the news and your social media feeds and stuff like that, right? If you sow anger, you're going to reap anger, right? If you sow criticism, you're going to reap criticism. If you sow kindness, for the most part, you're going to reap kindness. Is that a, a wedding a couple of weeks ago? The, the bride's father, I'll just call him Brian uh, because that was his name. And <laughs> Brian, he, he got up when it was his turn to, to speak and he was, he was talking with his daughter and his new son-in-law and he had a piggy bank in his hand and he said, what you put in... You'll get out. What you put in, you'll get out. The, the principle of sowing and reaping, you give love, you'll receive love back, right? It's, it's one of those principles for us that, that is, for the most part, as human beings, as we interact with one another, true. And that goes to generosity, too. If you sow generosity, you'll reap generosity, the principle, again, is pretty easy, right, to understand. The, the deal is, is our sinful nature doesn't like the whole principle, right? Our sinful nature likes the last half of the principle, the reaping part. It doesn't so much like the sowing part because our sinful nature has a scarcity mindset. Huh? Our, our sinful nature goes, well, I've got this, and I, you know, if I give, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna have as much. And I'd like to, but it, it you know, and maybe someday, and it comes up with all kinds of excuses. It's the scarcity mindset. And, and for, for some of us, just being honest where we're at right now, uh, as we're growing in our relationship with God right now, for, for some of us, what we're living on is a negative-based budget. Okay, and what that means is, is that we're actually spending more than we're taking in. And, and so we have debt out there. You know, uh, we get something and, and then we immediately go and take care of our Amazon addiction, right? And then the bags, packages show up at our door. For others of us, just, just being honest, where some of us are, are at right now, we're at a, a zero-based budget, right? Which is, which is pretty good compared to the negative-based budget, right? The, the issue for, for a lot of us, not everyone, but in our zero-based budget is, is that giving generosity isn't at the top of that budget. It's down at, at the bottom in the miscellaneous or the leftover part of the budget. If, if there's anything left over then we'll be generous with that. You see, here's the deal. No matter who we are, no matter where we're at, we all have to, because of our sinful nature, we all have to be taught to share, okay? We all have to be taught to share. And that's that for some of us, maybe that happened a, a long time ago. And maybe for some of us, we're just kind of picking up on that now. But because of our sinful nature, we all have to be taught to share, right? The second principle in leading a, a generous life is that it's a heart issue. Generosity is a heart issue. 
This is what the scriptures say. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, okay? Giving and generosity is a heart issue. We wanna imitate God, so let's see his heart. Okay, John three sixteen, God so loved heart, God so loved the world that he gave, gave his one and only son, his best, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Generosity is a heart issue. God shows us his heart, okay, by giving us his best. And, and he doesn't stop there. Even though he's given us, he just keeps on giving. James, a, a book in the New Testament says this, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights. Generosity is a heart issue. And God shows us his heart. And in his heart, he just starts pouring out blessing upon blessing right down into our hearts, okay? And when we receive those blessings that God is just literally pouring down on our hearts, when we receive those blessings with love and thanksgiving, that removes entitlement, that removes expectation, and that fills us with joy and love. And so as, as God is, is drenching us with his blessings, he's just on the full on pour and we receive it with joy and love. We just can't help but extend our hands out in generosity to others who are in need. Because we know how great it is to have our lives touched by God. And so we want to touch others with that same loving and generous God. It's a heart issue. And scripture says this, uh, where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Okay? And so this is one of those things that, that's not always true, but it's really close to being always true. It, where you want to find where your heart is, check out your bank account, and that will tell you where your heart is. So, for example, my bank account says that I love Jackie, okay? My bank account says, I really love Jackie, okay? You see, what you love, you give to. And what you give to, you love, and you end up loving even more. It's a heart issue. And as, as you check your heart, right, you are free to give to anyone or anything. It's just a heart issue. Right? And Jesus, the one that we want to imitate, comes into to our lives today, and he gives us this truth that, that he lived by. It's better to give than to receive. That's God. As we, we continue on in, in studying scripture today, we can cheerfully and lovingly give. We can give from the heart because God is able. Check out the words. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. 
right after God encourages us to be cheerful givers, he comes in and, and tells us that he's able. He says, God is able. And you know, God is able. That removes the scarcity mindset. That confronts the sinful nature that we have, where God is able. I'm not able. You're not able. But God is able. And when you and I are generous, what we are letting our heart and our mind know is that God is able. That is a principle that is true all of the time. God is able. What are you worried about? God is able. What are you stressed over? God is able. What's keeping you up at night? God is able. Whatever it is, bank account, relationships, God is able. Three times after Paul says God is able, we run into the word all. Okay? It says all thanks. All the time. Having all that you need. Okay? What, what's included in the word all? All. Right? All. Because that's who God is. He's able to give us all, and so he does. And as he gives us all, he, he lets us know then that we'll be able to abound in every good work. Uh, not that, you know, we're just going to be able to skip by, but, but we're going to be able to abound, that it's going to overflow, that it's going to move, that it's going to be a part of our life. It's just the fabric, the DNA of who we are. It's going to abound in every good word. Because see, God's generous. He's not going slow on us or low on us. He's going to work in us so abundantly, so overflowingly that we're going to be able to abound ourselves in every good work. Let me share a, a, a true story with you. I'm going to change the names on this one, all right? So uh, Kelly and her husband are, are at a study group, and Kelly is telling the story of when she was in worship, and she heard this powerful message on God being a multiplier, okay? And as, as Kelly's in church in the big auditorium and she's hearing the message on God being a multiplier, okay, it's just moving her. And, and she wants to be a part of that. She wants to be a part of that multiplication, okay? And, and as she's hearing this message, Kelly and her husband, they're not a lot different than a whole lot of people, right? And that is that they're living paycheck to paycheck, and Kelly's hearing this message, and, and God is just compelling her to give. God is just compelling her to be generous. And as the, the sermon is, is wrapping up, and it won't be long until the offering baskets go by, Kelly's just moved. She goes into her purse, grabs out her checkbook, because she's going to give. And she looks at the amount that's left in the checkbook. And there's $5.35 left in her checkbook. And Kelly says to herself, right, okay, I'll write a check for five bucks. 
And as she's writing out the, the check for, for five bucks, she just comes through, you know, that's really kind of cutting it pretty close. We've got like a, a week to go. So she marks that check out, avoids it, and she flips it over to the next check. And she writes out a check for a dollar. She's just compelled to give. And as, as she's writing out that check for a dollar and, and, and signing her name in the excitement of giving, it, it, it dawns on her, it's, it's one dollar. And she's overwhelmed with embarrassment and humiliation. And she starts to cry. And as the, the offering basket goes by, with big tears streaming down her face, she puts in her offering of a dollar and she prays, God, multiply the offering. I pray you and I do that too. She's telling her study group that, right? And uh, as she's telling her study group about this, she's starting to cry all over. And as the study group ended that night, Everybody's going out to their cars. A, a, a couple, another couple in that group come, comes up to them and says, you know, we've been praying for, for a while now. We really know what was going on, but we just felt compelled that, that we were, you know, to, to, to help someone out. And we, we didn't know what that was all about, but, but we do now. And they gave an envelope to Kelly and her husband. And inside that envelope was a check for $1,000, because God is able. See, generosity is, is not about obligation. It's not about compulsion. It's not about trying to get a return on investment. It's not about manipulation. It's not about trying to earn favor with anyone or with God. It's, it's not about a, a disciplined life. Disciplined living can lead us to, to be able to give, but, but that doesn't necessarily make it generosity, right? Generosity is not a mantra that we say over and over to ourselves to try and convince ourselves. No, generosity uh, is found in God's generosity to us. God and his gracious generosity to us. That's what motivates us to be generous ourselves. As God is able. And so as we, we kind of look back where we've, we've been today, we had the, the principle of sowing and reaping, right? Uh, you reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. You're just going to plant a half a bag? That's what you're going to get. Okay. The, the second principle is with generosity, it's a heart issue. What you give to, you end up loving. And what you love, you end up giving to. And then the, the final one is God is able. Friends, God is able. I guarantee you, every one of us here has things that we have today that we didn't even think about five years ago. Because God is able. He already had the funnel and the pipeline set up. It's already there going into the future. Because God 
is able. And so God says to you and me, don't, don't put your trust, don't put your security, don't put your contentment on money or stuff or, or food or anything like that. Put it on me. I'm able. In Malachi chapter three, it says this, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. So I know, I know that finances can be tough. I know that there are difficult times. And I want all of us to be able to be super generous, cheerful givers, okay? And, and so for, for some of you, I, I know you already have this down, all right? But for others of us, what I'd encourage you to do is make yourself a budget. See where God is pouring in and, and how you can pour out. And now I don't know what it's like for you guys, but for me to come up with a budget, like an Excel spreadsheet, or for me writing in a notebook, coming up with the budget, like that's a piece of cake. Living by it, well, that's totally different, man. You know, and, and Vinny and Sarah Smith took us through financial peace earlier this year. And one of the things I learned is that when you have a budget, it actually is gonna take a while to work that out in real life. It's gonna take like three to six months, maybe even more. You just keep working at it. Don't, don't give up on it, right? And that's gonna be super helpful. And maybe for some of you, again, you already have a budget, all right? And that's awesome. And, and maybe what you're gonna do though is, is you're gonna look at your budget and you're gonna look and see, you know, based on God's generosity, does my giving show where my heart really is. Does it show that, that I really do love God and that I want to imitate him in generosity? So again, some of you have this down and others of us, we just need, need some direction. And that is when you start to make your budget, right? The first thing is generosity. First thing is generosity. Second thing is savings. And the other is all the other stuff, right? So, so let's just say, and you, you do this on your own based with you and God, right? Just you and God. Say 10% goes to generosity, 10% goes to savings, and then you live off the other 80%. Thing is, is, you know, if you're gonna fudge, fudge on the 80%. And it's gonna take work and it's gonna take practice for some of us, right? But it's okay, because God is able. God is able, and so, you know, keep in mind too, right? Because the church is always about money. So we're always here, right? That, that when you give an offering to, to church and generosity, it doesn't go to me, okay? Uh, it, it really doesn't even go to God because it's actually God's already. You're just kind of giving it back to him. The benefit in your generosity is actually you because what you're doing is you're practicing your faith. So I'm gonna give this away because God is able, right? Because God is able. And like in the story of, of Kelly, we found out that God's not only able, God's not just a God of addition, he's a God of multiplication. 
Because God has fun giving. God has fun giving. So this is what I truly believe. I believe that, that no matter who we are, no matter where we're at, you and I are actually going to become more generous moving forward than we have been, no matter who we are, no matter where we're at. And you know why? Because God is able. Not because I'm able, not because you're able, but because God is able. Hey, friends, let's go imitate Jesus. Have some fun and be generous. Let's pray. Lord God, as, as we come to you this morning, we just want to just reflect back and go, man, that's right. God is generous. He gave, you gave your one and only son. Just want to reflect back right now as we look into our, our kitchens, our living rooms, our bedrooms, our garages, our storage units, you know, our closets. You, yeah, you just keep on giving. God, you're able. And you do. God, you're able. In your grace and your generosity to transform us and move us to be even more and more generous. Lord Jesus, what a great privilege and pleasure and honor it would be for us to imitate you. Lord, take us by the hand and move our hearts and lead us to be like you. In your name we pray, amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.